Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan. I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We're here to talk about the Challenge USA episode two. Brief housekeeping. We plan to do an email show sometime around Sunday. So if you would like to get your question in for the email show, you can message us at thechallengechronicles at gmail.com. You can message us on Patreon if you're a patron. You can also message on Discord. You can send it to us through Pigeon if you would like. Maybe uh, that will get to one of us by Sunday. But that is a Patreon exclusive show. Correct. So if you would like to be able to listen to that and you sent your message in, you can go to patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. Episode two. I thought this was great. I think at one point in the show, I asked myself, why do we even have the main show at this point? If we have this and all-stars, I don't even think there's a reason for it because of how great all-stars has been and how great this has been through the first two episodes. I've really enjoyed a lot of these characters and I really hope this continues throughout the rest of the, this season. Do we know how many episodes this is supposed to be? What they have slated? I heard 16, but I, I, I have not gotten that. There's no way it's 16 episodes. This thing ain't running past August. I would think there's 10. You think that's it? Yeah, I bet you that's right. Okay. Because if we eliminate eight more people, that will leave four men and four women left. We've already had two episodes. So maybe it's... That, that would be we 10. We don't know what the finals then we... look like, and they could switch to individual eliminations, too. So I I bet you it could be around 12. 12 seems realistic, 12 seem I bet. But 12 is kind of a unique number for seasons. I feel like you don't really see that number Six, for... 10 and 16 seem to be the two most common. 10 for under bridge, season 16 uh, for a full. Or like it goes over that. For a really long time, 13 used to be a common number for TV shows. So it was 13... That's because it used to be 13 and 22. Eight and ten were common. Like, you, you never really saw seasons for shows be nine episodes. Nine or s- seven. No. But for a while there, the challenge technically was because they would do nine episodes, and then they would do a reunion, and there was your ten-episode order. So you good? Yeah. There, it, it, there was, it's, it's ebbed and flowed, and the advent of streaming has changed that yet again. I don't even know where we want to start with this. Uh... What, what were your biggest takeaways from this episode? Um, so, I guess a couple of things. For one, it seems like Survivor's by far the most cohesive group to this point. Maybe that's just because Tyson's been winning, and he hasn't broken that trust, but they, they've been the one group that's not getting people put in, really. Um, I, from a production perspective, the two things I would point out that I wasn't a huge fan of, Mission was a bit repetitive. I mean, it, it was very long. Yep. It took a long time. I thought it was a very creative idea for a mission. It tested a lot of different skills. I just would have preferred if they found some way to get a couple more people going at one time. And I haven't liked one formatting to, like production doesn't have like so so far this season is how we'll like have like we'll get to the elimination arena and then the winners will announce who's going in and then we'll have a couple flashbacks of like conversations at that point. Oh, I get why they're doing that because. Like, to ha- show Tyson having the full extent of each of those conversations is very long and also repetitive. But at the same time, it just makes for a weird continuity in the show. I wish they would find a better way to work those things in. 
the issue is that they gloss over the most important conversations of the episode, right? Yeah. It's much more, I feel like it's much more exciting from a viewer's perspective to see Tyson have those conversations ahead of time. And then once we get to elimination, think to ourselves, oh, what's he actually going to do? We know he had this conversation with Tiffany. We know he had this conversation with Xavier. Will Xavier's pull actually be able to manifest itself in Tyson's decision? But instead, we see T- Xavier's conversation with Tyson after Tyson already made the decision, yeah. right? I think that's the way they, they depicted mm-hmm. it. So I don't know. I That's kind of... They it's like if you had like all stars. It's like if you had like Jim and Pam get together in the office, and after they got together, you like flashback to oh, here's them interacting throughout the entire series of this. You don't actually see like the build up, but it's like you you don't want to get slapped in the face without knowing why. Yeah, I, they they started to do it on All Stars this last season in All Stars three. They've done it on Survivor, but I feel like. They've done it on Survivor recently, but I feel like they've been way more effective well, it's been with both how they've the first done two it. episodes to this point. And I mean, that's the only thing we have to go off of. It seems like that may continue throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it really is more of a CBS Paramount type, hey, I, we would like you to edit it this way kind of deal. And I would even throw it in there. It really does feel like Survivor, but there's a big difference. You have to edit this differently than you do Survivor because on Survivor – People vote, and then the person leaves, and that's the end of the episode. Whereas in the challenge, there is a decision to vote someone in, and then an elimination, and then a send-off. So, like, it isn't as effective as an editing tool for the challenge as it is for other reality shows, in my opinion. Through two episodes, Tyson has looked absolutely incredible. Years ago, when we first talked about Tyson, I, or we, we talked about people from Survivor that would be good on the challenge, and I said that I thought Tyson would be incredible. And for through two episodes, I feel like, one, that is true, and two, I feel like he would be one of the best people on the main show. From he the just has a distinct skill set to a lot of people on the main show. He'd be able to replicate kind of what Wes or Johnny do with not being Wes or Johnny. Like he, I feel like he has similar capabilities to them. Politically and yeah. strategically... He's incredible. Physically. He's light years ahead of everybody on this show in terms of that, except for maybe James. He's probably the only other person that's in that. Well, league I feel like a lot of people haven't uh, seen I don't know. I, been, like, yeah. Like, he's been the one who's been in power two weeks in a row. So it's been really, he's been in a good spot. Can you, can you also tell me with a straight face that these Love Island people are going to be as good at politics as him, though? Uh, I think, they, they I think a lot the of the social part of it. I think a lot of the Big Brother <laughs> people are capable, and a lot of the Survivor people are. Like very capable elite I mean, as well, Sarah, right? Sarah, when, when I was at war, so I don't think it's out of the question. Sarah is yeah. about as good as it gets. Well, I, I, I mean, I think so. That was my other takeaway: is that Sarah, mm-hmm. they've depicted her in a way that really makes me think like she could potentially be one of the women that wins. Yeah, because I agree. That is without her, question. I think she's winning. It's been for her the and women. Angela. They've really hyped up as the two big titans on the women's side so far. I've, I've loved both of them, too. I think Angela's been great as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a very polarizing opinion. Most people don't Put like Angela that. on the main show, please. Really? Why? Why don't people bit, like I Angela? I think other people found her boring. Oh, I thought she's been pretty good. Well, it, don't she's not think? been boring yeah, on this. Been, again, it's only been two episodes so far, but yeah, I think she's been good. Yeah. No, I didn't really give my opening comment, so the only thing I'll have to add to that opening comment is just... 
I thought it was a good episode. What kept it from being a great episode was how friggin' long that daily was and how monotonously repetitive it was. Like, I was live... I don't think you call it tweeting. I was live chatting on Discord as it was going, and I was pulling my eyeballs out during the challenge yeah, because they, I was they, like, they why the fuck are move. they doing this? You just got to find a different move having that happen. That's the one thing I, I thought, don't know if you know how to balance the... yet is that since the show is the challenge and the one big difference between this show and Big Brother Survivor, the physical competition is supposed to be the focus. I don't know if they figured out how to weigh that properly in terms of time allotted to on the episodes. Honestly, thought if you take away no. the mission, the episode was really crisp. I, oh, and I, I think agree. that's one of the I benefits agree. of. Agree, I agree completely. It, and, and I think that that mission drug it like down, not because of the mission, but just because how they edited. But my thing it. is, like after this episode happened, Alyssa, Shan, and Tiffany have all been going at each other constantly on social media. They all claim different things were misportrayed. So clearly, there was stuff on the cutting room table that would have given us a more bit more background on how the three of them, how the the dynamic between the three of them was playing out at the time. Like, oh, but no, one other thing, like, for example, that was cut out. So Tiffany actually severely injured her ankle um, during the mission. That's why she claimed Cinco was carrying her to bed in addition to whatever else they had going on. Um, okay. That actually makes she, sense she said, then. Because I was like, she is performing very poorly in this elimination. I mean, it's hard to say with the bike, but she apparently it was very bad. I mean, it, so that was something that got cut out of the episode. Um, and so there was a lot of those political things that I feel like it would have been nice to get a bit more weight to instead of just the mission. But... But I feel like one of the reasons, beyond the fact that the characters seem to be providing them with good content, that the this episode seems so crisp, was the hour runtime, right? I think this mm-hmm. benefits minutes. them immensely. I think I think it makes have... it so much easier. Yeah, I still think that there was enough that they could have sustained it a bit longer. I, I just again would prefer they just cut the mission down and then give us a bit more extra content. Sure. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if they had the typical montage that they have in that's that's common in missions where they get to a certain point after a certain number of competitors are performed and they show what they do. Mm-hmm. They didn't just gloss over a bunch of I people. I think the season's still which they I think should the have. Still too new that they don't want to do that. Yeah, although that makes sense at the beginning of the season because that's when you have the most people. There are a number of partners that we've gotten to this point after two cycles into the season with the random partners where after seeing how the partners interact with each other or seeing the partners on paper, I think to myself, that would be a fun partnership to have throughout the course of the season, right? A couple that come to mind, I think Justine and Tyson, even though competitively that's not the best partner for Tyson, I think that could be fun to see for longer. I thought she did a good job in this position. She played soccer in college. I don't know that we can say for sure she's not the best competitor. That's fair. I agree. That's fair. I think Shannon and Dominic has <laughs> the potential to be a really fun pairing because of the personality of both of them. Potentially not. I mean, she seemed... There were a number of women who, and men for that matter, who when they jumped onto the tires literally just like, Did not have get good the tires form. and like bounce off. Did not off. have good form. Yeah. Underrated skill in the challenge... Knowing how to jump and grab onto things. That's a very um, a critical uh, capability to have. What did you think? I I would assume that both of you loved it. What did you think about Tyson's? And I think this is probably the most we've talked about a mission in a while, especially for how little we, uh, for how much we criticize it. But what did both of you think about Tyson's comment 
when he said that whenever he ran by the group, he tried to not act like he was breathing Breathe very heavily nose, just so to completely just <laughs> demoralize them. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I mean, is it brilliant? It might work to demoralize them, but do you want to be seen as like this unstoppable titan? I think he's being played a little bit too far out in front right now. <clears throat> I think th- I think this has to be... So you have to remember that a lot of these people, or none of these people have played the show before, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so this could play out much like an older season of the show where... Oh, I don't think so. The stronger competitors... The- the stronger com- competitors stick with each other and they protect each other because they know that the other stronger competitors, if they win, keep each other further down the line. And that's what we saw historically, right? That That's what we saw in the, in the early period. My seasons. thing is though, is these people also come from like survivor, big brother. They come from recent seasons of those show for the most part. And recent seasons of those shows have been either typically those shoes to be boiled down into two sort of categories. It's, the big fish get together and then say, hey, we need to like keep each other around as protection because if we start chopping off the Titans, then I'm just going to be next. Or like sort of the mm. smaller smaller factions take hold and they're like, we just need these people out because we can't win if they're still around. So I think it'll be kind of a pull back and forth between that. But I, I definitely, if I was him, I don't know if I, because we've seen like the girls, for example, talk about already that, hey, Angela versus Sarah would be really good in together in elimination for us. And, like, there's going to come a time where he's going to get a random partner who sucks, and then he's going to be vulnerable to elimination. Yeah, but yeah. you can well, say, you can say thing, that for And I think that's well, what he's know, trying to do. He's trying to... For anybody, you don't want to appear so far out in front that when that opportunity does happen, it's a big deal. But So I, I, I agree with you that playing out in front for him could potentially be an issue. And I thought the same thing when he made the comment about wanting to seem that much better than everyone. I agree. I agree. I, th- I thought about that, but I definitely think that there is a possibility that the stronger people stick together because this move, it seemed like only helped him become closer with big brother. Right. Was odd. And his relationship with Xavier. And they all wanted Tiffany out. I, big brother wanted I want, her. Yeah, on. I feel so like we got they, more of a story on. Cause like, yes. Yeah, it, about what we didn't see why they really wanted her gone. We heard it. We heard it, it from Tyson, her? but we didn't, like if Xavier, Say that again? They basically... Like Xavier, no, it's not me. The way that I took away from it... No, the way that I looked at it was is just piecing together the conversations I saw on the show. It seemed as if everybody didn't trust Tiffany and the Big Brother Alliance because she would backstab people at a moment's notice and she'll pretend to be your best friend and then stick the knife in. And I think they all were cognizant of the fact that if she's running the Alliance, they're all in t- potential trouble. Oh. So it would be an easier predictive game for the Big Brother cast if they got rid of their one wild card. But which see, I was don't, her. I don't buy that because so I follow. I didn't watch every episode of that, but I followed it relatively closely. So she took, she had a group of six that was formed pretty early on in the season, and they, I mean, they controlled basically everything that anybody knowing what was going on and were able to make it to the end of the six of them. Like before, by the time anybody caught on, it was too late. I mean, and once they got to the end with the mm-hmm. six, then obviously, like, there were some emotions there, and there were a couple people who felt burned. She was the first one of the six actually to be eliminated because they thought she was the biggest threat at that point. But Big Brother is a very different game from the challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could look at Tiffany and say she's the biggest threat amongst that Big Brother group now, particularly with this bum ankle. And I'm not, and I'm not saying she, I'm not saying she is. I'm saying that was their perception of her. And I also think one of the things some of these Big Brother people haven't figured out is something you just said. 
they're playing the challenge, not Big Brother, and this is a very different game, like a very different game. So it would have behooved them to keep her around because you almost like want to play the survivor move there. And it's like, well, if it's perceived that she's the biggest threat and it's perceived as if she's the, the most divisive, then it would behoove me to keep her around so that whenever I need a shield, I can but, throw her like name she out was, there honestly, and move she on. was almost like the Siri figure on her season. That's kind of how I would put her at. She didn't make it quite as far as Siri did in Micronesia, but that's similar to how she was, like the character she had. It's interesting. It's interesting because from an editing perspective this episode, we saw a lot of content from other members of the house and how they felt about Tiffany, but not really the Big Brother people. We saw at the beginning of the mm -hmm. episode the Survivor people in a group talking about Tiffany and about her relationship with Cinco, right? Yeah. We saw that. Later in the episode, we saw the Love Island women talking together. We saw Kira and Cache and their conversation together and Cache trying to put forward that her... What, or what's her name? Am I saying it right? Cache, yeah. It was Cache and Cachelle. Okay. Well, you got Cachelle it right. Cachelle is, is, is Cinco's ex, right? And then Cache... And not to be confused with Cache. No, that's Cache. Cache, 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 Cache was just one. So Cache Cache. talks with Kira, and she talks about how... One of them talks about how Tiffany is kind of gathering up the men in the house, right? And about how Tiffany is... Intimidate, intimidated by other beautiful women, which I don't know. Like that seemed like that was such a bizarre accusation. Really out right? there, that right? seemed like just a, yeah, like that was we very didn't, weird. We didn't see any support what for that, that whatsoever. Mean? And so I mean, mm -mm. I don't really. It, I, it doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if it's true or not. All that matters is if you can get pe people to use that as a narrative to tell themselves course, yeah. to go along with what you want. Yeah, when you're right? trying to get Th somebody that's what perceptions, all that matters. Just getting them to think that. And it seemed like it worked, right? It seemed like that discourse helped because the editors definitely tried to position Cache as one of the people that had influence over what happened in this episode, which I'm not really sure. Do we ever see her and Tyson talk that much? I guess they, they had one flashback of them talking, right? Or her and Justine, for that matter. I mean, that's one other thing, too, is that Justine is with the Love Island people. We got a lot more of Tyson's reasons for why Tiffany got voted in than Justine's, even though, I mean, looking at it, just sort of, naturally it would seem like justine may have more reason to vote her in than tyson did we did in the conversation between james and kayla the two people that were going directly into elimination and tyson and justine the people who would decide who would go in against them in elimination we did see james bring up the idea of cashel and tiffany going in against them and the subject matter of Cashel being from Love Island being an issue, would, would that be an issue for her voting someone in from Love Island? She was pretty much like, no, not, doesn't matter. Th that's fine. And I think it was, I think it was probably because it was Cashel, right? We really didn't get much from him this season. We got a lot from Tiffany in, through her first two episodes, but I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was interesting from an editing perspective. I, the, like I said at the top, the most important conversations and the ones that will probably be most important throughout the rest of the season, the conversation between Tyson and Big Brother, we didn't really get much of. Yeah. So that would definitely be something mm -hmm. that would have been nice to see more of. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because I get with Tiffany gone, it seems like they're trying to portray Xavier as sort of the head of the Big Brother group now. And then he and Tyson seem to come to some sort of pact 
for the beginning. I don't know how much that's going to continue, especially depending upon who gets power. Like, do we think that's where the season goes? I think it really revolves around Tyson. I think that's where the season ends up <laughs> where of a Big Brother versus Survivor political showdown, or definitely hundred percent. Yeah, especially these little island thousand percent. And the reason I say it revolves around Tyson is Tyson appears to be the on-camera person manipulating I just everything. Gonna happen when he's not mainly because he's won the first two. Yeah, when he's not winning, I'm curious what happens there. So we just think these Love Island jabronis are all just, you know, not for long. We thought that they we, are jabronis. Thought, that's for we sure. Thought that well, well, we thought that coming into the season. I mean, literally before, literally before, literally before the season started, I was I we talked about who would be going home early, and I was like, do you really think that? between Big Brother, Survivor, and Love Island, that Love Island has a stronger possibility of sticking together than Big Brother and Survivor? No. There was just no well, way. Well, they're half number X's. Yeah, but they were Exactly, still... which makes it messier. <laughs> there was still... I, th- I thought there was someone who said that, look out for Love Island, or there was, like, something they may have tried to portray it pre-season... Yeah, I dismissed I, I that that okay. comment when it was made. I was like... The Love Island people when in comparison to Survivor and Big Brother people. It's usually pretty far down the draft board. Yeah. So I do. Th- I think. Uh, I, I do think it, there's a certain. Go ahead. I do think it will, it will come down to Big Brother and Survivor. Big Brother already yeah. took one L through the first two weeks of the season. What are the num- That's what I was going to ask about. Um, so currently, Big Brother has David Alexander, Derek, Enzo, Highland, and. Xavier. So they have, I mean, there's a lot of Big Brother people. So there's five Big Brother men. And for the women, there's Alyssa, Angela, Aza. That's it. So they are eight strong for Big Brother. And Survivor, there is Tasha, who we have not seen mix with Survivor when we've seen the Survivor group speaking, which doesn't which doesn't mean that she isn't talking with them. We just haven't seen that on camera, really. We have Tasha, Shan, Sarah, Desi for the women. So we have four survivor women. And then for the men, we have... Just keep going. Uh... Tyson. Dom. And Danny and Ben. So right now we're at eight eight, and I wonder if that mm-hmm. was part of the reason why Big Brother was okay <laughs> with losing Tiffany because the numbers w- would still be at eight eight in the alliances. I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it was is I think they felt. I don't know whether this is true, but just watching the Twitter drama and watching what we saw on screen. I really think Big Brother did not trust Tiffany. The rest of the Big Brother cast just did not really fully trust her to stay strong. They really felt like she would flip and do other things. And so I think that that made it easier for them to do it. And then also still having eight and eight probably helped. If anything, I think that what this potential Survivor versus Big Brother thing is going to happen when they weed out Love Island I think Amazing Race is going to have a pretty good ability to skate through for a while because there's only three of them. And 
I don't think people really see James as a threat yet, and that will be interesting. Um, and then Amazing Race also got lucky in that they were able to win their elimination and they won't be paired together for potentially ever the rest of the game. So they will be able to spread their numbers out among the two alliances and they can kind of play both sides, which is going to really help them as they move forward. Strategically, he seems very good. I think you, you pointed that out coming into the season that he would be someone to look out for. If he was a slightly better physically, I think he would be a real threat. They were the only team to not get one word this week. I thought this was... To go back to the mission a little bit, I, I really did think this was a fun mission. If they would have been able to think of a way to speed this up a little bit more, I think it would, would have been even better. Well, it was just editing. Like, if they had just edited this better, I felt like what it was, and this is what was bothering me in hindsight about it, it felt like they put it on as long as they did so that you could watch 12 minutes of people hitting the tires and falling in the water and TJ laughing. Like, that was what it felt like. It just felt like the point of it wasn't actually to gauge the competition, but instead to laugh at people falling in the water. And that's fine. But when you do it for 12 minutes straight, basically it just gets to be really repetitive and old, you know, like that's one thing that I give producers credit for in the past when they would have an issue, like uh, when Katie on cutthroat did the cartwheel and just face planted into the water Instead of them cutting to all these other things and dwelling on it, they focused on that one and showed multiple replays of it because it was just such a crazy fall. When you show a crazy fall 12, 15 times in 12 minutes, it's just like, all right, I'm numb to this. Can you move on to other content? And I, if they had just sped up and edited this challenge better, I probably would have a more favorable opinion. All right, it. quickly, let's do a power ranking of the top five falls in the history of the show. Well, it's hard to go off the top of my so, head. So, number one, oh, number one is, what the number one is obviously dude. Siobhan, no, right? Oh, you're right, dude. Oh, that's a tough one. No, I would say Katie on no, Cutthroat is the Siobhan most spectacular fall. Are you kidding me? Like, this fucking two. brutal. Dude, I mean... Dude, that's so, number three for so me. So the one yeah. with the one with Siobhan is so funny because the second time that she falls, you have one Danny screaming at her, right? <laughs> you have to add in all of the dynamics because you have to include the situation course, that yes, contributes to yeah. the fall. You have Danny screaming at her. You have the champions laughing their asses right? off at the side, and the second mm-hmm. time that she falls, she swings across on the rope. I don't know if she makes it more than, like, three feet off of the platform before she starts <laughs> letting go of the rope and, like, falling down the rope. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's why it was number two for me. That Katie Doyle one just made me the hurt Julie all Warren over when I saw it. With the bike and then her just... And that, that, to me, that has one's to be fun. the top two. Of course. The path to God is straight and narrow. The path to God is straight and narrow and then just falls over. And then... Here's my number four, the surprising one. MJ on Duel 2, where he sounded like a donkey oh, having asthma great. as he fell. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with that? That one's so good. It's so good. That's not spectacular. Yeah, that That's frightening. Fun. Like, literally frightening, because he was unconscious briefly. That was not fun. So what are we at? The, the rule is you actually need to be okay physically. Like, you can't. Like, Leroy could have died in that, that and that was not cool. That's part of the reason he won't do the show anymore, is that exact incident. Yeah, I mean, we see some wicked falls. Of course, yes. We saw the... 
we saw the one with I, I, that's what led us into this conversation, right? Was James's fall yeah. this episode? But oh, yeah, it's brutal. Him. The uh, the other one that was really bad is you could pick one from ba- the first battle, the X's, which is probably the most unsafe fall in the honey? history of the show that they did repeatedly. Oh, what about when? Yeah, they basically did like a catapult about, during the trivia about, mission. Oh, mission. What about on the first episode though? That was bad. Like everybody was hurting. When they have after the that. honey that they like wrap bladder themselves and then walk across the beam. Um, Nate, <laughs> what's, what was his name? Nate. The the. Nate, yeah. Fat Nate. Oh my gosh, that was so his, freaking hilarious! Him, as often as he fell with the fall. honey, it's just the repeated like two steps fall, two steps fall, three steps fall, like that. Oh my god! And he fell like a bowling yeah. ball each time. Like he People was so round, it was just like because, boom. Like, when you talk about worst male competitors ever, like there's just not a significant track record, but he completely botched both events he was involved in. <laughs> like, like the, he does like the thing. All like, right, Mandy's winning so count very. Mandy and West, neither of them have broken a sweat yet, and he falls over on the the pylon. Yep. Yeah, he's he was bad. He's really, really bad. So, what else do we want to talk about from this episode? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think we touched I, on a lot of it already. What did we? What did we think about the elimination? What did you guys think of the elimination? Yeah, we haven't talked about yeah, this yet. I, I that's what I want to talk about. A, I didn't I like it. What a great elimination. Really? I just don't think it works. I was completely fine with it. I just don't think it works well from a yeah. viewer's perspective. I'm just watching them pedal. I get that this may be good competitively. This this text, a couple of different skill sets, yeah. right? Endurance and then memory. But I just, I don't know. It was. They were, they were just sitting there most of the time. Doing so poorly. I mean, you just watched from the revolution she made on the pedal, and that's how you determine how what she was doing. Like there was, it was not like there was much tactics involved. Yeah, I I thought it was fine. I thought it was a very legit test in that. Can you endure this? Can you memorize it? Because the memorization thing, it was like maybe up there for ten seconds, and if you didn't get it right, you had to go do it all over again, and so. I appreciated that. Cashel was working his ass off, but it was clear Tiffany, whether now that I know in hindsight she had a hurt ankle, I can understand why she did as poorly as she did. But you could tell from her body language, even though they got the first part right, it was obvious that for the long haul, she wasn't going to make it to the end of that elimination as the winner. And so I, I appreciate it because... I hate eliminations where there is an obvious disadvantage for someone like some, like that's just part of the nature of the beast with the challenge. But I really do hate it when they have like reverse tug of war and one person weighs 130 pounds and the other one weighs 240. Like it's just so unfair. And so like, at least this is a fair test. Like, Hey, you might not have the best cardio, but maybe you memorize this better. Or maybe your cardio is awesome, so it gives you an extra round like Amazing Race got because they missed the first round. So I'm cool with stuff like this. It might, like Devin said, be that. It might not be very interesting as a viewer. I just really want an elimination to either be so spectacular as a viewer or be a fair fight. And when they do the unfair eliminations, those that's when I start to have problems. Really, the more I think about it, if you were to pick one skill set that you weren't good in compared to the others, 
when it comes to the show, strength might be the number one least thing necessary. that you would pick to not be good well, at. I can, well, what counts as a skill? The least necessary. How because are you being? Be, uh, is eating a skill or no? Is no. Eating a skill? No. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, so what I was thinking about was... Like, we're just breaking down, like, strength, memory, agility... Like, strength, I, I, I was thinking, politics... Well, I was thinking, mem- memory, audio, strength, endurance... Um, it, and agility, right? As far as fi- yeah, I, fi- I, physical I, I would, skills go. I would probably go. agree with that. It, obviously, you're very vulnerable to elimination. Mm-hmm. So that honestly is, like, the only point. But there's not many missions that are but super strength-based. In finals, there's strength elements, but usually that's combined with something else. Not really. Well, it's a lot of like yeah, there's, there's not a lot of strength like carry this object a certain amount of length, which involves strength and endurance. Correct. And then when it comes to eliminations, there are certain eliminations that are just strength based, but those are far in the minority. I feel like over the course yeah. of the season, a lot of those are the most memorable ones, right? Even if we look at the last few seasons that we've had, what per- and I think we've talked about this before, and we've gone back and looked. What percentage of the eliminations do you feel like are purely strength based? Um, like twenty yeah, percent. It depends on. It really I would even say less season. than that. I would say ten percent. Like free agents would have had a lot of eliminations that were very. I know that's why I'm saying yeah. the last few seasons. Like I mean, I, I I don't know how much. The only one that I can think of is like the the spinny Madu with. Uh, Mark and well, I mean, but you also have pole wrestle, like that's very strength based. Um, yeah, but you'll, you'll... it is, but it isn't either. I mean, I, that's I really more about level. I, I think it's bulk, bro. the big guy. I mean, strength is a huge component of oh, it. We, Don't get me wrong, points... but a lot of that is you can you can win pole wrestle if you're not the stronger person if you can get the right level. When have we seen that? Because I don't think we ever. Well, how would you compare Darrell and? I, I think that's one. I think that's one of those situations where the, the big yeah. guy beats the little guy. Yeah, I mean that's true, right? I mean Zach is definitely probably that's the one I was thinking was Darrell and Zach. Like Darrell just like endured and out leveraged him, and Zach is clearly bigger and stronger than Darrell. I don't know. I would be curious to know how much stronger know, Zach actually is. Than... Pretty freaking. Yeah. I know. That's what I mean. Like, Maybe Zach just has when, when it comes to like, muscles. I don't when know. it comes to function. Yeah, if you just when it comes to functional strength, right? Like, I wonder how much strong. Two of them dumbbells, and you see figure out who lifts more. I don't know that it's that different. Yeah, I would agree. Like, Jarrell's like pretty jacked. That's fair, and it, I think a lot of that too is is just Jarrell because he's a boxer. He had footwork and finesse with his hands whereas zach i think is just brute strength i think that was the big difference there i thought that was a good comment by uh tyson this episode where he talked about uh he asked himself are cashel's uh muscles model muscles or are they practice yeah that was a good one too Yes, he that was great. Who is winning? That um, main thing was he just had a jujitsu uh, trainer tell him like, "How do I beat people bigger than me?" And he trained with him like two or three times a week. That's interesting. Yeah, which is probably a good move because that teaches a variety of skills that you probably need. I think jujitsu is probably the one you want to go with because you do get a lot yeah. of like wrestling, grappling stuff that comes in handy. Not, you're not punching people that often. And I mean, he's addressing his weakness, right? Just in terms I of think strength. everything yeah. else, yeah, yeah, right? Everything else he's better than everyone else at. 
as good, if not. I better. think we just there's some of the people that are still question marks, but to this point, he certainly has been. <sighs> Who? So, did we have any surprising? So now that we've seen these people for two weeks. Is there anyone in this episode who really jumped out at us that we learned more about that we didn't really have an impression of coming out of week one? I think we saw Justine perform pretty well. That's one thing I would say is that I didn't, I knew about her soccer background, but I had, I don't think we yeah. really started. Well, I, the one thing she, I would say, it, it seemed like she just, she put the puzzle together. No, she, she put the words together. She was able to get onto whatever you'd call that object and then maneuver around it and grab the science, which a lot of women weren't able to do. I don't, I mean, you saw other women do that too. I don't well, know. Well, we saw women I, do that. I don't think. We were good already. We saw like Sarah, Tasha, and Angela do that. We know about their athletic background. With the Love Island woman, I think I assume most, I don't mean to be judgmental. I assume most of them are going to be bad unless proven otherwise. And she proved otherwise to some degree. I don't, I, I don't really know how many times we saw her do it, to be honest. I, it was at because least twice. What, what they had. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it, that didn't really stand out to me. For the one thing that they're they're on one thing I want to comment to on that type of situation I was going through before my phone overheating and I got removed from the show. Um, so with Tyson, would you have been that transparent about blindsiding somebody this early? No. Uh, I mean, so that's the question. I don't think it was a bad move. I don't think it was a bad move because everybody didn't want her well, there. Well, my point, so though, the is blind that side he, didn't he, hurt Justine anything. is no longer going to be his partner. And I don't know how wily she's thinking. But you've just, you've just seen that he was he had a conversation with somebody, said they were safe, and then they weren't. You just saw him do that. You were part of that maneuver. Going forward now, doesn't that have to ring some alarm bells whenever he's talking to you about anything? Well, based off of the edit, it seems like Justine is completely on Tyson's side now, right? And I think that speaks to how well Tyson is playing. At the start of the episode, Justine was like, Tyson just put in my best friend or one of my really good friends who I was on a season with sent her home. I don't know how I feel about being partners with Tyson. To the end of the episode, she's calling Tyson a mentor to her, right? That's literally what happened Mm -hmm. in one cycle. That's how good he's playing right now. And as far as it being a blind side, I think it was a blind side from the perspective of Tiffany, but... From the rest of the people in the house, well, I'm not sure how much of a blind side it was. You just saw him lie to somebody and then throw them in. Like, how can you say now whenever he's talking to you about anything, you know, he's not going to do the same thing to you? Dude, all these people do is lie to each other. Up, you think this is, for Survivor for Survivor and Big Brother, this is the first time they've well, ever had anyone lie to, Island, lie to them? And you, and you don't know how much, I mean, the Love Island people don't even matter, dude. Like, they're literally just, they're they kind of like something. following along. I don't think. They could win something. They're cannon no, fodder. No, they're just. They're, they're pawns in this, dude. And I think Justine is completely on Tyson's side going well, forward. Well, we'll see what happens. I don't think, I don't think he'd have much reason to talk about yeah, it. I don't think about but it. But I, I was just saying that, I, for me, what, if I was playing one of these games, it's one of the reasons why I would never trust Devin if we were ever on one of these shows together. Is I Just once someone exposes themselves, it's totally <laughs> to turn on their allies. I, their alliance with me is going to be very much hindered beyond because of that. Yeah, I would agree. See, that's the difference between you and me there, Rob, because if you make a game move that I don't know about and we're aligned and it benefits me too, I'm not going to be upset about it because even if we're quote-unquote confidants in the game, 
if you make a move that benefits both of us and you kept it very quiet just because not because you didn't trust me, but maybe there was no place you know to have why, that conversation where it might not be that? overheard. You wouldn't then think there's a possibility they'll do the same thing to you later on. Well, I would think there's the possibility, but Devin would probably have the same thought about me because he knows that at the end of the day, I even though we're quote unquote aligned at the end of the day, like I'm going to do what's best for me because I got a wife and kids. Yeah. So like, you know, those are the types of things you have to so, weigh. Like you, you're at the, you can work together and get so far, but at some point, nut cutting time happens. Listen, and so listen. I expect it to so, maybe happen. And it's better for me to play a better game to outwit him first. Th this is what it comes down to. And this was, I, I used to think about this quote more than I do now. But Yao Man on Survivor PG had a, a very famous quote where he said, trust is when what's in my best interest also happens to be in someone else's best interest. When, the, when those two are the same. That's not exactly what he said, it but did, that's extent of yeah. what it is, right? And so someone can backstab, can, can blindside you with your decision if you're aligned with them. And you can trust them later on if what you two are trying to do later happens to be in both of your best interests. But what someone's trying right? to do is not always That's what parent, it comes down though. to. There you go. Like, with a lot of these alliances we've seen... Say that again? What someone's trying to do is not always apparent. Like, with a lot of what these... That's the skill, right? That's the skill in this, is trying to figure out what's actually in their best interest. That's that. That's what's hard about it. It's well, not my, easy. My thing is, like, with a lot of these alliances mm -hmm. on the challenge, on these other shows, not all of them are entirely self-motivated. There are a lot of alliances where people, like, we just look at, like, the Lavender Ladies, for example, on the challenge, where there is a very much a group mindset of we're going to, our main objective is to get all of us to the end. What's benefiting one single member of our group is not what we're going to do most of the time. We're going to actually work function as a group for all extensive purposes. We've seen that with some of the, like, the JEK alliances, for example, on the show. They were splitting the money anyway, so a lot of times they would act as just sort of one, you know, blob of people. Uh, but once you expose that you're willing to cut within your group for your own self-interest, that even if you portray that illusion of what the group mindset is, that's not going to hold as much water to me. I think it's just situational. Like going back to your analogy of like you and him or you or me and Devin or whomever, like at some point Devin would have to make a decision of, like, let's say he had to pick between you and I in a situation on a show. He would probably Are we talking about me or are we talking about because other I'm, Devin? You. I'm okay. talking about you. You, Devin. That's who he's been talking about this whole time. Have you? I, have, I have no like, idea. Not the whole time, but I'll keep going. Yeah, that's who he was talking about. All right. So he would probably pick me over you, not because he likes me better than you, but because I'm older, fatter, and slower. Well, what game are we playing? <laughs> Any of them, really, okay. except Survivor. I mean, we're playing the challenge. He's going to pick me over you at some point, so it would behoove you to well, work with us until it was no longer in your best interest. There is that, and that's I what Devin is saying. I think they're going to matter within the game, just because just ha having those extra buys on your side, I think, is, would would be useful if you're Survivor Big Brother, and it does come to that throwdown. Like, if you know that's what the showdown is going to be. You should probably start taking a couple more shots to the other side rather than just getting rid of the cannon fodder love violence. So having their wills in your like on your side is a good idea. But when you expose yourself as a bad ally to somebody, like that's gonna make that should make their credibility in working with you going forward much more reduced. Well, the only thing that I think really will help Tyson here 
is at this point the Love Island numbers are down by three, on, right? We need to get those numbers. We need to just have like a running chart of that. So there were yeah. all right. So let me let me assume that I'm last week they got rid of two Love Island That's people, correct. right? There's been three that have gone correct. Okay, so they've got three of them down. So Tyson, by quote unquote mentoring and her making the comment she did, she did about Tyson. It would behoove Tyson at this point because it's she can go back to the Love Island people and say, "Hey, Tyson showed me this, 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 and this, and this is what I think, and here's what he's doing." Tyson can then manipulate Love Island to start taking out Big Brother, and then you can go back and take out Love Island because you're really not threatened by them in the first place. So, like. I think that Tyson is going to kind of keep Angela close because he realizes she's good and she could potentially help him because he could get paired with her in a final. You don't know yet. So you kind of want to weed out some of the weaker big brother people and then go back to weeding out the weaker Love Island people because I think that's what Tyson's doing is he understands and he's watched enough of the challenge that having a bad partner in a final, you'll you'll lose more than likely. So... It allows Tyson to really manipulate everything going on if Justine is on his side. There's no way that. Well, I before I forget, we did count up the numbers, Rob, between Big Brother and Survivor. And before this cycle, there were nine Big Brother players and there were eight Survivor players. And I brought up with Trace that one of the reasons that Big Brother may have been okay with this about losing Tiffany was because it still brought the numbers down to even, right? They didn't completely lose their advantage. And I wonder if that was, when Tyson had the conversation with Tiffany, we didn't really talk about this yet. When Tyson had the conversation with Tiffany about who was going to go home and we'd lose Rob again, um, when Tyson had that conversation with Tiffany, it was interesting, Trace, that she pretty much conceded that it was going to be a big brother team that was going home. She didn't really even dispute that. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point just Mm -hmm. which big brother big brother pairing was going to go in because from her perspective, she thought it was going to be Xavier or Aza or Enzo and Alyssa. Right. Um, We didn't, we didn't really, we haven't really talked about the dynamic between Xavier and Alyssa yet, which I think is really interesting. Multiple times this season, we've heard from her about how Xavier was her best friend on the show. And for 65 days, on the show, Xavier lied to her, and that he really—it uh, honestly kind of makes me want to go and like watch that season. I mean, it sounds like uh, it seems like the season with the cookout was pretty yeah, interesting. For sure. And I've never seen Big Brother since season one. So if I was ever going to go back and watch a season, at the moment, that would be the one I'd go see. Yeah, I would be interested to know from people that watch Big Brother if that was actually if if they considered that a good season or not. Um, yeah, I'm sure we could ask Ben. He could tell us. All right. What do we, what else do we have? The only other thing I want to make a comment on is please, for the love of God, do not spend that much time on the friggin' algorithm at the very start of every episode. Like that was, I think what killed the momentum for me because when we're, when I was re I watched it live and I was way more critical of it live than I was on the rewatch. On the rewatch, I already knew how angry I was going to be about how long the mission was and the algorithm. But the rest of the episode was very, very, very good. But they have got to tighten up 
the mission and they've got to tighten up that algorithm piece because that algorithm piece seemed to take forever at the beginning of this at the episode it'll get better as they have fewer and fewer people as they dwindle the numbers but yeah but i know what you mean i thought the same just thing stink. it just takes a it just takes a while i mean how long of airtime do you think it actually took like five minutes it probably took four and that was way too long they could have done that in a minute by saying okay like show the video of the the you know the most enticing pairs like taking tyson and what we thought was the worst female from um what we thought was the worst female from week one turns out maybe she's really not the worst female so that was an interesting thing to show and then maybe show the two amazing race people getting hooked together because that's just bad juju for them and the politics of the situation but then the rest of it they could just say they could have just flashed a graphic up on the screen for five seconds and said, here's the rest of our pairs. All right, everybody, see you next time. Like, they could have done it in a minute instead of spending four minutes, and they could have given us more political content. Do you think the final would will be formatted in a similar structure to the way that All-Stars 3 was, in the sense that there will be Yes, I think the finals they, will be very similar. Pairs that they cycle through throughout the course of the final. I mean, they kind of have to. Because if we operate under uh, yeah. the assumption that they do want to have pairs in a final, which I think is a fair assumption to have. It's helpful. I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Like, I think you can do, I, I think you can still have the final and not have them be in pairs and still have it be good. But if we, if we operate under the assumption that they want to do that and that there will be an individual winner from the men and the women it, it seems like that's that's bound to happen. I mean, if we mm -hmm. do, it, it, and it's obvious that Tyson is going to get screwed over at some point, just based off of his comments. Yeah. Uh, how how comical would it be? Yeah, I mean, it would be sad. I guess it wouldn't be comical if he gets screwed over by some small head start that he gets, or you know, I I mean, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens for his downfall if if we don't think he's going to win. Um, yeah, I mean, he's the main star of the show at the moment. He's the one that's getting the most screen time. And it just feels like they're setting him up to get screwed somehow. Now, I don't know how they're going to do it, whether it's an elimination or something that happens in the final, but I just feel like he's not... This isn't going to turn out well for him. Ironically enough, if we were doing power rankings right now... I think the person on the male side that's going to win is Danny, just based on what we've seen so far these first couple weeks. Because they have him commenting on stuff he's not even involved in. I mean, it's his... So because he's not involved in anything, they keep finding a reason to put his him on wife. TV. I, I mean, I feel like he's always talking about his wife, Kiki. You know, I mean, I feel like we know more about Kiki than we know about Danny if you just watched uh, this show. Um, yeah. So, I mean, but he's getting screen time that means nothing but they're making an effort to keep putting him on screen. So they want him to be visible. And then I also think James is going to go far, but it also could have just been the circumstances of the first two episodes where he pulled off the political stuff last week. And then this week he was in elimination. So that could completely change next week. Right. So if we didn't, let, let, let's go through people real quick. If we didn't know about Tyson's comments coming into this, he would be number one, mm -hmm. right? By far. It wouldn't even be close. Yeah, I wouldn't even be close, but the way he's acted on social media, it makes me go, eh, I don't think so. Then, 
which was funny. He likes my tweet the other night while we were watching the episode, which was really funny because I posted something like, man, Tyson looks really upset about this algorithm thing. Can't really blame him. And like within five minutes, he, he had liked it. I was like, yeah, I could tell uh, something happens with some chicanery in the rules here somewhere that he's not real thrilled about. They probably screwed ben, him. I could, I mean, I probably not. He's been borderline invisible. Yeah. Danny, you, you said that, and my immediate pushback was, eh. But honestly, looking at the rest of the people, I don't know who else I would have as high as him, right? So Danny, I could see it. David Alexander pretty much hasn't even been on the show. Derek has nope. had random comments that he's made here and there. Dom, I can't see it. Enzo, can't see it. James, can't see it. Kyland, Eh, maybe. We'll see what happens. Eh. Leo, can't see it. Cinco, definitely cannot see it. <laughs> Tyson, we, we've talked about Tyson. Xavier can definitely see it. So at this point, it's Tyson, Xavier, Kyland, and, and, Danny, and Danny. Right? Those four. Mm -hmm. We really... We really haven't seen that much from Xavier. We saw his conversation with Alyssa this episode, and they had the brief flashback between him and Tyson. Mm -hmm. Other than that, through the first two yep. episodes, he really hasn't been that present. So, yeah. I mean, I think I would probably have Danny second, too, right? Or number one, right? Knowing what we know about Tyson. Yep. For the women, who who would we have number one? I. I think you could make a case. I think you could make a case for four, but number one with a bullet is yeah. Sarah, especially the way she was edited this second episode. They are setting her up for the heroin edit, like for sure. Like that is where it's going. So whether she wins or just barely misses, I don't know. But like right now, Sarah's number one. Number two would probably be Angela, just based on the way they've edited her so far as well. And then Desi, three for sure, I think. Yeah. Because she has got... Though I don't necessarily... I think there are other people that will make the final, but of of those that are being edited to look like a winner, those would be the ones Because right she's now. gotten a lot of visibility, and we've gotten a lot of narrative around her about her performance, right? We had the conversation, or we had the comment from Cache this episode about Je Desi's biceps, right? We know mm -hmm. that physically she's strong, I think she's definitely one of the women that's in contention to win this season, right? Because let, let, let's mm -hmm. do what we did for the women real quick that we did for the men. Tasha can't see it. Mm -hmm. Shan, maybe. Uh, no, why? I don't see that happening. Especially based off what happened in episode two here. They had the little thing where it was like, hey, if you want the rest of the house to know something, tell Shan. And they did the little thing. It was kind of cute that they put her like in a fake newscaster yeah. thing while she was doing her confessional. That was pretty clever. The way that that came across to me was, is you shouldn't trust her and no one else will. I agree. So I think she's going to get, nah, she does, she's not winning. Uh, I wouldn't rule her out completely because of that, just because of how strong I think she could be overall. But. I just don't think she could beat Sarah head Because you have head. to remember, I don't, I really want to know who's editing these things and who's kind of like driving the course of how this is edited. If it's the same challenge, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, the challenge has no, I, I think has no rhyme or reason with the way that they've edited it, right? Because Rob and mm -hmm. has always talked about, oh, they give them, the, their winners, like, a higher level of visibility. Obviously, that's complete horseshit because Casey won last season. She was barely in the, on the show, you know? she. But also, Casey gave them nothing. 
We don't know. Other than her stupid date with Nani, what else did? So that's what I mean, right? If they're trying to get their winners higher level of visibility, then like, wouldn't they still try and like pigeon pigeonhole her in there somehow? I don't know. Yeah, but you could also say for All Stars three, Wes was the most visible person throughout the entire season. And he also talked about this. No way. He was really visible at the start and at the end, but like in the middle, like he was like pretty much like, like flattened out, but he was always hovering there and they were still showing his confessionals. Like he was still highly visible. It's just the narrative of what was happening in the house shifted a little bit because he started playing a little more under the radar in the midpoint. No, I don't know. Like I, and I think Rob would probably agree with me on that. If he was here, like there were definitely, this phone had there were definitely points again. where they I thought that they could have included and I thought about this in the last few days where they could have included Wes and they didn't for some reason um, because if you he was really present at the start of the season and then there were multiple episodes where he was just barely in it and like maybe had like one or two confessionals um, so I thought that was a much more it was kind of like a lopsided effort it was like a barbell edit right like really really present at the beginning but see and the, the other piece of that. My other argument against that, though, is some of those episodes where he wasn't visible, John A. was. And she was highly involved, so they decided to focus on those episodes around the other winner. See, that's another thing that the challenge has different from some of these other reality shows is on Survivor, one winner. Always. So you really only have to craft a narrative around one person. Big Brother, same thing. Amazing Race, it's a team. Whereas for the challenge, and especially in this case, All-Stars 3, you have one male and one female. And if their storylines don't intersect, you almost have to do a bunch of highlights of this person and then a bunch of highlights of this person, but then also show the rest of the narrative of what's happening in the house. So that's why I don't put as much stock into your argument there, because it felt like when Wes wasn't as visible, they were really focusing on John A., and she was very involved in the eliminations and everything else going I, on. We would have, I would have to go back and look at it. Like, like I don't, I don't think there would probably be a perfect layover with that, right? Where every episode that no, probably not an exact match. There was probably an episode where neither of them were involved. You know, I mean, like because I didn't think like yeah. Janae definitely so had I some think, visibility, but it's not like yeah. I, I think they were like shoving her in your your face all the time for a lot of the time, like. Well, they didn't have to because she was naturally involved with what was going on. Like, she had to go into elimination, what, yeah, twice? Yeah, so if she's naturally involved... She volunteered with going, to go in the one. If she's once. naturally involved with what's going on, like, how can you say that they're, like, editing her to, like, be a winner then? Well, they made emphasis on it. That's my point. Like, they spent more time in the episode on, like... There was a couple pointless conversations, in my opinion, that could have been used for other content, but it matched the overall narrative, which is Wes and Johnny win the season. I don't know. I don't... So because the in- events were unfolding naturally, really the big talk of those middle episodes was the treehouse falling two, apart. Like, I think two weeks before the season ended, I don't think we had West winning, right? And that was, like, like right before the final, we didn't have West winning, you know? So I don't know how we can... Yeah, we had Brad and yeah. then Wes, I think. It, it, like, we, we started with Wes, or we've kind of gone... We went back and forth between Brad and, we, and Wes every week until we, we got to the And we literally had a conversation end. about how we didn't think Wes was going to win because his visibility went down and the way that they were, like, depicting him in the house, that he wasn't getting what he wanted, right? Um, I don't know. I really don't think that there's much of a rhyme or reason, right? I think if we went back and, like, looked at our pr- yeah. predictions, um, like, they probably wouldn't be very good. Um Mm-hmm. When we can, we can do that now, I mean, at this point, we probably have 
I mean, we keep the Google Sheets, so we, we could watch we have it. About, <laughs> we could go back and check. Uh, I don't know. We have several years now of this. I think we started doing power rankings, what, during Double Agents or Final Reckoning? Final Reckoning was the first time we did power rankings of a live season. So we could literally track from uh, yeah, the uh, bad, 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 total madness on for every season and see how well we did. eight, none of us had Wes. No. Really? Like he, none, none of us had Wes in episode seven. None of us had Wes. In episode six, none of us had Wes. I don't know when... Wow. I don't know if any of us had Wes number one until the last week of the season when, or in episode nine when all of us had Wes is number one. Yeah, when the final, when we got halfway through the final, we all were like, yeah, Wes is winning this. This is what's going to happen now. <laughs> yeah. So I think the only one that the only one that was very consistent was I felt after the very first episode, Bananas was winning Total Madness. Like it was just screaming that this is the Johnny Bananas comeback. And yeah, that was the narrative of the season was Johnny. <laughs> and then for Spy Size and Allies, this is a. Double agents, I think we had CT called pretty early too, but the female was like a giant question mark most of the way through. Yeah, I mean, for Spies, Eyes, and Allies, like, he's... Because Amber B did not get a great edit on double agents. Like, she was involved in stuff, but it always seemed to be negative against her instead of positive. For Spies, Eyes, and Allies, I had Tori, or Casey quite a bit. I don't know if I, how often I ever had her as number one. Mm -hmm. But that's because, like, I think... I don't think I had her number one I think that's because all. the way that they edit this is completely bogus. Um, or that they... Not bogus, but I just don't think that they necessarily go out of their way to do anything special with their winners, right? I think they just take whatever content they have and try and craft that in a specific way to make an enjoyable show, which is fine, right? But all the people who come in and try and say that there's some, like, predictive quality, like, overly predictive quality, I don't know. Um... All right. Yeah. Closing thoughts. I actually, just to close it, clo let me close the loop on that conversation where we close the thoughts on Challenge USA. I will say that I felt like All-Stars 3, in hindsight, had the most telegraphing we've had in a while of the winners because the way they started the season with Wes and, of course, how they ended with Wes. And in the middle, I think we got lost in translation because he wasn't in there as much. But I think my thoughts on John A being more focused on the more I'm thinking through the events of the season, we had Beth come on and we had the whole affair drama, the MJ and John A stuff about MJ going home. Like everything was really focused around John A in those middle episodes. Like the more I'm thinking about it, like the entire, the beginning of the season was all about West. The middle of the season was all about John A. And then the end of the season was pretty balanced because Wes's appearance spike went way back up. So I think from a editing telegraphing, when you look at the season as a whole and not just week by week, and maybe that's really what we should start thinking through with these power rankings is, you know, we, we kind of track it episode by episode on how we're feeling. I think I need to take a step back and think about the overall arc of the season because in hindsight, All-Stars 3 was telegraphed very early what was happening. All right. So. If you want to get your... Uh... Email question in or question in for the email show that we're going to do on Sunday. Message us on Discord. Message us on Patreon. Email us at thechallengechronicles at gmail.com. 
if you want to actually listen to that episode and our response to the question that you send in, become a patron, go to the challenge chronicles or excuse me, patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for $4 per month. Thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again soon.